Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrow from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom, shakalaka. Wanted to come with it, done it, we got it with punishment Youngest is confident, but they hear the what we coming with Others in love with the drug and this family is running it Long as the public is coming, then we keep them loving it everybody, welcome to this week's edition of the 48 Minutes Basketball Network, brought to you by 48MinutesNetwork.com. Sean, we've had preseason basketball this week. We, we are have. getting ready for the season to start in just two weeks. So, yeah. holy which, mackerel. Which reminds me, I don't know why I don't have the Bulls game on right now. This is this is a tragedy. Is it on... <clears throat> Is it on at 9.30 or 8.30, I thought, because it's a... Uh... I, I don't know. We'll see, I guess. Oh, it's a Pelicans game, isn't it? Yeah, it's probably at 9.30, but I'm just going to turn it yeah. on anyway. The Bulls are the home team, though, so who knows? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, obviously a lot of fun. Um, how did the Phoenix Suns get over losing to the Adelaide 36ers? You know, I mean... They don't. Their season's over. It's over. Over with. Over with. <laughs> that should have been their. That should have been their big question today on this episode. How do they recover from losing? How do they recover from this? I don't know. After after uh, last season's fizzle out, I mean, I feel like all they're doing is recovering at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we are expecting Josh to join us from D.C. We're not 100% certain it's going to happen. So we thought we would kind of do this for a little while um, and kind of kill some time until he comes on. Uh, do first want to let you know this week's episode is brought to you by the Sports Card Exchange. Give them a follow on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for the lowest card prices you can find right now. While Sean's typing his password onto his television, you can't you can't see it. This is my email address. This is my password. Come on, come on. <laughs> I was like, come what on. are you doing over there? Giving away a, a free league pass, obviously. <laughs> The, the like the one two K gave you that took you two years to, oh, to crack the code. Yeah, if you guys, if you guys, a basketball up, Rubik's cube. Yeah, so um, you know, I know we talked a couple weeks ago about uh, the NBA two K twenty three championship edition, which still uh, Tim and me both kind of have a sour face about for Tim for just them not having his copy at GameStop. That was more of a GameStop issue though, but also the uh, the way that they dropped the codes to get you a an NBA League Pass uh, subscription. And it is a one-stream account. You cannot stream it on more than one advice. So just keep that in mind if you are if you haven't redeemed that yet. But um, you have to jump through a bunch of hoops to get that going. You got to change it from, from uh, season to monthly. And you got to do all these crazy things to actually be able to redeem the code. So make sure you're reading the uh, directions uh properly if you're going to redeem that code because it's a little bit of a pain in the butt but um once you get it you know i guess it's worth it a free year of league pass or a free game you know one of the one of the two we got something free there we don't know what (laughs) they don't do (laughs) i know yeah well hell i think we've killed enough time uh let's go ahead and get started let's Um, do it i figured we would just get the super boring teams out of the way first and work our way down so we're going to be doing the um, – what the hell is this division? Oh, my God. I just had it up. I'm losing What the hell mind. is this division? Yeah. what? I mean, I guess that's one way to describe it. But uh, we are doing the oh, – la, 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 Northwest Division. All right. Of the Western Conference. 
So first is, what is Danny Ainge's game plan for the Jazz? Here's like the real general question I honestly had is like, because you know, normally when teams rebrand, they like their uniforms get better. Somehow the Jazz got even more boring with their jerseys. Just straight like, it looks like something someone made last minute. Like, we got to get new jerseys. Hurry up. Someone make these uniforms now, now, now. And this is what the Jazz came up with. Uh, so it's kind of interesting to see that this is like what it is. Like the logo is black and white, Sean, black and white. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you know, this is classic jazz, um, being jazz is or, or as Dan Aykroyd would like to say in Celtic pride, jazz, jazz, jazz. So, uh, Utah's never going to be a huge favorite among fans unless you're actually from Utah or we're a big Carl Malone fan at one point. Um, I hope you're not. Which, <laughs> yeah, this is not going to be a place where we're going to sing praises for that man. But, um, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, usually, I mean, remember when LeBron left Cleveland, uh, you know, they spiffed up the uniforms, tried to reinvent. It was, it was, they did a really good job. I felt like, you know, as much as they could anyway, trying to rebrand the team. Um, Utah really didn't have any direction over the last couple of years, except, you know, keep Rudy Gobert and, and uh Mitchell and and now they're both gone um I don't necessarily thought they had a huge game plan with either of those two either but you know I I don't know what this team's doing so uh your your guess is as good as mine on this one that's why I wanted to ask this when we were talking about questions I personally wanted to ask you this Tim you wanted to ask me, oh, what an honor, Sean. What Thanks. What is the game plan for the Jazz? What, I mean, where do they go from there? I mean, obviously they're going to be, they're going to be tank. Now, do they have a, they don't, they don't have a draft pick this year, do they? Um, do they have a draft pick? I don't I remember. Do. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. For some reason. I, if I recall from all these trades, I made. by the way, Josh is here. He just got on. I want to make sure, no, like if people just see him on the thing. Hey buddy. What up, hey. Josh? What's up? How's, uh, how's DC? Um, pretty good, man. Just spent about four hours at the, uh, National African American Museum. So yeah, the stuff uh, you said was really cool. That place is pretty legit. Yeah. Probably could have spent another four hours there. That yeah, big. I haven't, I've been it's to DC of, in years, so I got a lot of history. Got to make myself a run out there. All right. So here is like, first off, when you talk about the jazz, they have like 19 guys on their roster right now. Like I shit you not. They're paying like 19 dudes to be on their NBA team. <laughs> like I'm looking at spot check right now. Just look at their roster. Maybe 19 is an exaggeration. Maybe it's 17. Um, but regardless, more than you're allowed to have on an NBA roster with two way contracts. Yeah. So right now, Johnny Juzang is their two way, which is just so freaking funny that Johnny Juzang is in Utah. Um, to answer your question, Sean, I don't know. I feel like, you know, all the guys have got... So, the fact that Mike Conley's still there is kind of fascinating. Um, the uh, fact that Jordan Clarkson's still there. Um, they haven't moved Malik Beasley after getting him in the Rudy Gobert trade. So, But, you know, you have guys like Taylor Horton Tucker. You have guys like Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Jared Vanderbilt. You From the trades you made... You got Oche Agbaji and Walker Kessler, two first-round picks this year, who yeah. were drafted by other teams, did their press conference with other teams, hopefully didn't buy houses in those uh, those cities, and are now part of your team. Um, so you have some stuff to look forward to. Um, 
and you know it's going to be Colin Sexton's team basically to yeah. see if he's going to yeah. be the franchise builder, which is hilarious. If, your idea is to build a franchise around Colin Sexton. If Conley gets moved, if Jordan Clarkson gets moved, they are going for the record that the Charlotte Bobcats set in 2012. Yep. They they are going for seven wins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I um, will not watch any jazz games this year. I will tell you guys that much. Only when they're playing teams that I want to watch. Um, their jerseys are awful, like we said. Like, just boring. Like, looks like that they watched, like, the Dark Knight uh, and uh, Dark Knight Rises and were like, let's get those jerseys. Hey, uh, so a friend of mine, shout out Jason List, if he's listening tonight or if he hears it a little bit later on has season tickets to Utah Jazz games, and he's been trying to get me out to a game. So last year, um, up until JR's injury, I was going to go to the game where they played the Chicago Bulls. And oh. uh, that didn't work out. And now this year, I'm contemplating if I even want to go out at all for any game. <laughs> you and, like, the 30 people there can, like, get to know each other and, like, say you can all stand up and introduce yourselves and tell, you, tell us everyone a little something about you? I mean, they're they're in a position right now where their roster is so bad that, like, when the really good teams come to town, like, they're going to load manage their players. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to see, like, Donovan Mitchell's return game when he drops, like, 50 in there. Oh, and he's going to definitely do that. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Um, I think pretty early Cleveland and Minnesota play each other, actually. So you get to see Gobert versus Mitchell pretty early. Yeah. That'll be good. Yeah. That's fun. Um, but that's enough jazz talk. That was too long of jazz talk, honestly. Um, let's get to a more fun team. And that's uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves, who back in the day, Sean and I were just hampering and begging to be a good basketball team because we wanted to be on the bandwagon. We wanted to leave the Bulls. And they just couldn't do it except for one and a half seasons. And then Jimmy Butler went crazy at practice. Um, so... <laughs> This team acquires Rudy Gobert. Uh, they got Kyle Anderson in this offseason. I thought, you know, maybe besides the Cavs, the best offseason in the NBA this year. Um, oh, I thought, yeah. Yeah. I thought everything it they is, did was awesome. It is all about Kermit Wiltz. All about him. All about I him. Think he, I think he ascends to superstar level this year. <laughs> For those who don't know who we're talking about, we're talking about um, Anthony Edwards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, man. We got in the, uh, got in the top 25 on uh, NBA rank, by the way. As he I should. Yeah. I liked it. So He's good. you're looking at this team, Rudy Gobert, Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell in a, in a, in a free agent year, by the way. So, you know, he's yeah. going to get paid. Uh, Anthony Edwards, Kyle Anderson, Torian Prince, Wendell Moore, Jane McDaniels, Nas Reed, Austin Rivers, Bryn Forbes, I really like this team. They're I deep. think they're going to be awesome. Yeah. I think they're going to yeah. be so good. Um, so, Sean, the question that you put in here was, does Rudy Gobert take the Wolves to the next level? I say absolutely. This team's going to be awesome. I think I think having Cat, uh, you know, man the, the four spot instead of the five and not have to do a lot of the dirty work, which he's not good at anyway. And he doesn't want to do. He's very Anthony Davis in that way. Um, 
get somebody else in there to let him, you know, to do that dirty work. And that's what Rudy Gobert's like bread and butter is, is doing the dirty work. He is a fantastic defensive player. He is a fantastic rebounder. Um, I think this is going to open up his game. It should theoretically open up his game more than any anything this year. I think out of all the players whose games could be changed the most, I feel like Cat could be the most changed player. I mean, he could have, you know, you know, if they get on a nice run here, him and Anthony Edwards and and D'Lo and you know, he said Kyle Anderson and everything like this team could make a serious run this year. Um, if you're a Timberwolves fan, you're out in Minnesota. I'm jealous, man. You guys are going to have a fantastic season. Yeah, I'm. I'm with you. I think uh, they showed a lot of promise last year, and um, you know they they were a lot of fun with the the team that they had. And I know they lost a little bit of their grit with Pat Bev, and um, they lost a couple other guys that went to the trade with the Utah Jazz. But I think getting Gobert back, and like you said, Sean, him being able to. Um, kind of be that rim protector and do all the dirty work. And you put cat now at a stretch four, um, where he can step out and do some of the things he does. I mean, clearly, I mean, he entered a three point contest. So <laughs> we, yeah, uh, we see that that's, you know, he's trying to set the new arsenal to his game and he shot pretty well from three point range for the season. So um, that makes it really hard on power forwards having to guard him in game. And then, like I said, you got the other two guys, with uh, Edwards and Russell, like they're definitely going to be a team that, that, that a lot of teams are going to struggle with. And um, I don't know if we were talking about it, but they, they actually have it set up where they could take their roster and they could start their guys and then sub out, you know, let's say Gobert and, and Russell and then let Edwards and, and Cat play for a little bit and then run Gobert and Russell with their second team. And they're just as good as some of these rosters that are out there with, you know, their starting five. So um, it's going to be hard. I'd like to see how they load manage those minutes, but I, I think there's some cool things they could do with that lineup that would definitely give some teams some fits. I'm looking real quick just to kind of get an idea of, um, so you mentioned Cat, and the dude is like minus uh, 2020 when he played 35 of the, um, 64 games possible in 2021, which of course was a shortened season when he played 50 of the 72 games possible is durable as hell. Um, literally the first three years of his career did not miss a single game played all 82 each year. And then last year in his return year from kind of like fully healing up played 74 of 82. And my point I'm making there is he's not going to have to worry too much about that. Now he's not going to be there sitting in the paint, Getting his, getting elbowed in the face and going through things like that. Rudy Gobert's there for that now. He becomes such a matchup problem as the four, as like you said, Josh, the guy who can stretch the floor, go to the corner, make shots, focus strictly on rebounding. He doesn't have to, you know, come up and blitz the ball handler and de- on defense anymore. You know, they can kind of really do a lot of really good things here. Um, I think we all picked them on the over and our Western Conference over under. So for all the right reasons. So I. Cannot wait to watch this team. They're for sure a league pass team for me. Uh, yeah, let definitely go ahead, Josh. Okay, oh, I was just gonna say I was just agreeing with you. Just they, they are. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. Let's get to the Denver Nuggets. Um, so 
the big question that Josh brought in was how good will the Nuggets be now that their core is healthy? My question is how many points per game will Nikola Jokic have to average to get MVP again? Because you know they don't like to give it to anyone three years in a row. Like 64? Oh. He's he's not going to win it again. No, he's not. He could have like a triple-double of like 60, 20, and 20, and they'd be like – I don't I I don't think so. I don't think you I don't think you deserved it this year. Yeah. So you're saying to me 30 point triple double for the season, no MVP. Dude, they will not give it Nuggets, to someone three years in a row. Nuggets top three in the West. Has any has anyone done it ever? Larry Bird. I think Jordan. Larry Bird got it three three years in a row. I don't think Jordan sure ever got did. it three years in a row. Okay. Did LeBron not get it three years in a row? Uh, not because of Derrick Rose. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, he's wanted somebody. Yeah. He wanted somebody. Yeah, that 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 was it. That was one of the main reasons they were like, "Well, we got to give it to somebody else." <laughs> yeah. Not to not to dissuade people from the, he had an MVP season. So just shut up, everybody. Happy birthday, D Rose. <laughs> yeah. So Josh, this team is not only getting their the MVP back again. Thank God, because he's such a joy to watch play basketball. They are also getting back Jamal Murray through. We saw uh, look, look, getting some little moves in some preseason games last night. Michael Porter Jr. comes yeah. back. That's a huge get for them. This team has Aaron Gordon. They brought in Contavious Caldwell Pope. They got Bruce yeah. Brown to trade with the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, of course, no. Jeff Green is on his like 95th team. So, and well, let, and let's not forget about Bones, man. I was going to say, Sean's favorite player in the league, Bones Highland. <laughs> bones man he's gonna he's gonna yeah this this team is this team is really deep and i think is really talking but don't forget about Jokic's backup deandre jordan deandre jordan (laughs) deandre jordan (laughs) (laughs) thank you sean is uh is cousins on this team too right now he is not he is not okay. Okay, I'm looking at some old information. So, so they have DeAndre. Jordan. That's not a terrible. That's I mean, I mean, he's washed, but you know, that's a that's a good veteran person to have, uh, you know, behind you. So I he'll this be the third center. Yeah, he's this team's deep, man. This team is so so deep, and I I really hope that I know everybody's really excited about Jamal Murray coming back, and I am too because he's been gone for so long. But I'm really excited to see Michael Porter Jr. back out there again, man. He is such a just a he's such a curious talent because when he's on, he's really, really on. He's just so fun to watch. So obviously, I don't people realize like Jamal Murray's almost missed what a year and a half. We'll what what was that the thing I saw? 500, 500 or 395 days or 595 days that he's missed? A lot. Um, yeah. So you're talking, you're going into a year and a half to two year a two year range where he's probably coming back fully healthy. You know, there's we would hope. I don't I don't think there's gonna be a lot of rust. I think he's gonna be able to come right in and be right I don't know if he'll be right where he's at, but he'll be able to come right in and be a, a guy that can help out. And like you said, Michael Porter Jr. was putting up 20 spots nightly before uh he went out again hurt. And then you bring in Bruce Brown and, and Pope who gives them a little defensive prowess. And then Bones Highland was kind of like their energy guy that came in with the second team and kind of gave them, was starting for a little bit, uh, but kind of gave them a lot of energy. And this team now is nine to 10 guys deep. 
and probably as talented as any of those teams that are sitting up top on the West in their starting five, at least. And like low key, really, really good player on this team. That's not really getting discussed a lot. Just did get a little bit of a contract extension. Uh, I talked, you talked about, you know, DeAndre Jordan being the third center. Uh, the guy above him before Jokic, of course, Zeke Naji kid is super good. Uh, really low paid guy. I mean, I think he just got his, so he's making 2.6 mil this year. Uh, kid out of Arizona. They got in the 2020 draft in the late first. I loved him there. Um, he's going to be really, really good. And he's a great fit for them for what Mike Malone likes to do with his bigs. So keep an eye on Zeke Naji this year. As a Dang, Sean, they only would have kept your boy, Bo Bo. <laughs> <laughs> they got rid of Bo Bo to get bones because they do right? shot would keep paying attention. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's not spend too much time on this team either. Uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder. So this is a good question Josh asked uh, in the group in the group meeting. Um, saying, is Shake Alexander the centerpiece of the Thunder for or is he a rebuilding tool for OKC? And if you remember last week, we talked about the Knicks and the Eastern Conference one. And I said, whatever package they offered Donovan Mitchell, they should just go ahead and offer that to Oklahoma City for Shea. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think they will. Um, if you listen to Shea talk, he kind of talks like we won't be bad for long. And he did just, you know, his extension starts this year with Oklahoma City. But, you know. And like you see, like their coach is like, well, we need someone to be disgruntled in the media. So we're going to talk about Shay. And truthfully, I don't think Shay's the kind of guy to go demand a trade. He doesn't kind of seem like that dude, but no. maybe he should. So there's a trade rumor going around. Um, I'm not sure if, if this was popped up on anybody's radar yet, but sending Shay Gillis Alexander to the Phoenix Suns. For Shamit Payne, Dario Sarchik, and two future first round draft picks. Can I first ask where you saw the trade so I know if it's um newsworthy? Just I'm just saying it's a rumor. I'm saying it's not it's not something that's being like truly thrown around. I'm saying hypothetically that is a trade that that has been put out there where a, a team where he could land where OKC gets two more first round draft picks. <laughs> That's fair. Okay. At first, it sounded like an Instagram trade. Sean and I used to call those Instagram trades, where it'd Mm -hmm. be like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, I could see it. I do kind of feel bad for them this year, to be honest with you. Uh, You know, Chet Holmgren being hurt, and that kind of really sucks because I'm really excited about Chet in the NBA. Um, But, you know, that Gideon Holmgren and the pick and roll would be awesome together. And yeah. they have young talent. Lou Dort's a really good player, obviously. But, you know, I don't know if Shea is really going to want to do this much longer. And not, again, I don't think he's going to go out and say, trade me. He just doesn't seem like that dude. He could. Who knows? Um, hey, hey, I have an idea. Let's let's trade the ghost of Lonzo Ball down there. <laughs> yeah. Give him some draft picks for him. Give us some draft picks. We got him. Shea on the Bulls. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yes, let's let's do it. Let's do it. Let's start it right here. Let's start a rumor right here. I'd have the jersey like tomorrow. I'm not. I'm not saying this in a in a bad way. That's like an upgrade. That's a massive upgrade. Just because Lonzo Ball is not on the floor. 
Well, I, I mean, and OKC's probably focus draft picks. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's they, all they, they care get about. Everything they want. That's all they care about anyway. It's a win-win. It's a win-win, guys. The problem with that is this year Orlando has the Bulls pick because of the Vooch trade. Oh, 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 oh. Well, you know, there are future picks. Well, I don't know if you can trade a second in a row. I don't know if you're allowed to do that. I don't. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes I don't. Some know weird trade 2K, rules. Yeah, I don't know if that's a two K rule or not. Sometimes. Okay. Okay. Like, remember the old WWE two K games where you could have like six man tags and it'd be a captain's fall. So if the captain like gets pinned, you automatically lose. I'm like, that's not real. <laughs> that's that not never real. Happened. Yeah. Captain's fall. What is that? <laughs> I know. And we're gonna end the Northwest Division with the Portland Trailblazers, um, obviously, who have now moved on from. Yeah, Josh, I agree. Uh, <laughs> now moved on from CJ McCollum. They've kind of made like they, their their move, and this year got Shaden Sharp, who skipped Kentucky. Basically, uh, they bring in Jeremy Grant, and Anthony Simons is continuing to improve. So, can this kind of be their core four? Can this be like their four dudes: Shaden Sharp, Dame Lillard, Jer- uh, Jeremy Grant, and Anthony Simons? Well, I mean, if Shaden Sharp actually shows up and is as advertised. I mean, you know, you know, are we getting, are we going to get another Brandon Roy? I mean, I, I, I don't know. This team I feel like is. That's a really good big... comp, by the way. Did you like that? I thought it's a really would. good comp. Okay. Okay. Um, I feel like this team doesn't really know what it wants to be. It, Damian Lillard didn't really want to leave the team. Um, I mean, I, I think he was kind of putting out feelers that he wanted to leave and then he didn't leave and they were just so, you know, whatever about trading him when he still has, I think, pretty decent trade value. So I don't I don't really know what the end game is here with this. I like Simons. I think he's great. Uh, Jeremy Grant is a fine player, but I don't think Jeremy Grant takes you to another huge level to where they were before. You know, uh, when they had a little bit, you know, some other some other talent on this team, McCollum mainly. Um, I don't know what they want to be. Um, I do not see them in the playoffs at all. Um, I don't know. I'm just I'm just not excited about Portland. Are you guys excited about Portland? No, never. Who's no. gonna guard anybody on this team? Who's like? Oh, no one. <laughs> Like, not even the whole, like, they're the NBA. They don't play defense, stupid thing that people who don't watch the game say. Like, literally, who on this team plays defense? Nurkic? No. 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 No, that, those, Josh, those two. Josh Hart will be their best defender. I forgot he was even there, man. Yeah. He and probably did, sad. too. <laughs> the only reason I remember was in my 2K franchise, I played against the Blazers today. And okay. he was their three. Yeah. So that that's how that's how you knew that info. That was nice. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Glad you had that. Ah, man. All right. So let's just get to this one too, because it's another meh team. Um meh. Ooh. the San Antonio Spurs. And this was another great Josh question. Are the Spurs just at this point looking to repeat history by tanking to get Victor Wembeyama? And what I mean by repeating history doesn't need to be discussed. The Spurs are the reason we have a lottery now, folks. And when they stand now, and also they so happen to win a lottery, and they got Tim Duncan. <laughs> so we talked about this already. The Spurs have no talent to be excited about. Uh, Kelton Johnson's fine, but like 
Joshua Primo. I have no clue who's going to be. I love Malachi Branham. I love Blake Wesley because he wants Notre Dame. But I will not watch any Spurs games this year. I can already tell you that much. Man, you're already you're already completely out, not watching any Spurs games. I doubt they have any nationally televised games this year. I doubt there's none. I did love that Pop and his presser was like, if I were you, I'd go to Vegas and put money on this team to win the championship. <laughs> <laughs> he's just he's totally mailing it in right now man i think he's at this point just he just loves basketball i think that's yeah. the only reason he's doing this now yeah yeah it's gotta be I, I, he's gotta be doing it for yeah. love of the game there's no yeah. way you get up in the morning and say man i can't wait to go coach that team i mean for how many years of success he's had i mean one of the most storied coaches i mean we're thinking probably these are going to probably be some of the last couple seasons of his career to be able to end on this note has got to be really tough. So, but you know, if they do win the lottery, if they do, and I don't know, I feel like history is on their side on this one. Yes, it is. Like I really do. And they're going to tank and they're going to be terrible. Um, and he's going to get kicked out of at least three games just for the fun of it. Yep. Um, so I don't know, man, like, does he, you know, comes back next year, maybe gets to, gets to coach Victor. And I don't know, man, it might be, it might be kind of fun, but th- there's nothing about this team that is remarkably exciting to me or the casual NBA, NBA fan. Um, hey, Tim, it's just what's the, not a, what's the salary cap in the NBA? Uh, the Spurs are nowhere near close to it. I can tell you that much. I was about to say, do you guys know who the highest paid Spurs is this year? But it sounds like Josh has it up. Well, that's kind of where I was going at, but. Um, is it I'm Doug McDermott? At- it's it Doug is. McDermott. Man, it's yeah. got to be. It's got to be Dougie McBuckets. Bro. Highest I'm, paid. Spurs, I'm looking next year. 13.7. Yeah. I knew I'm it. Looking at next year. They don't, they have $64 million tied up in payroll. Now, yeah, I'm thinking Johnson's that extension kicks in. The payroll's got to be somewhere over 200 million, right? Yeah. Yeah, next year's luxury tax is 162. Oh. That just leaves a that just leaves a lot of room to just I mean they they have Buddy. so much like they're projected next year to have 83 million off the books. So what you're saying, Tim, is this should be the team that you go on 2K with and you dump all your salaries to for second round picks just to get rid of them because they've got the space. Yep. That's okay. the one. All right. Look at you, Russell first. Westbrook. Enjoy that yeah. black and silver. <laughs> I'm kidding. Enjoy the black and silver. I do love that uh, Jeremy Sohan is full-fledged leaning into being Dennis Rodman. He's wearing number 10. He has silver okay. hair, and he wears short shorts like the bad boy era. Okay. Well, you know, it's never going to be that cool, but that's fine. Yeah. Um, team that's also in the rebuild, but a lot more fun to talk about, Houston Rockets. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jalen Green, second half, post-All-Star break last year, was so fun to watch, dude. Just so Oof. awesome. Big yes. fan. Really excited about his future. Uh, this is about this year's who we all thought would be the number one pick Jabari Smith jr. Looked really good last night. 
had some really, yeah. really impressive moments. Um, will Jabari Smith Jr. be a top three rookie of the year finalist? I say yes. I think it'll be Paolo Jabari and Jaden Ivey. More, you know, I think they're going to put up good stats, those three. Don't get me wrong. But they're also probably going to be the guys that have their ball, the hand, their hands on the ball the most on their respective teams. But Jabari has the potential to be just like the total package. He's really, really good. And all three of them, all three of them had some pretty, some pretty shining moments in summer league too. Um, yeah, you're right. I've not got to watch a lot of the preseason games yet um, to kind of see how they've done, but um, I don't think you could go wrong with those three. I honestly don't think you could go wrong because I mean, up until up until the the injury, I'm, we probably had Chet up in that cat up in that conversation as well too. Um, yeah, but I don't think you can go wrong with any of those three. If one of them wins Rookie of the Year, I don't think that any of us can be like, "Oh, I didn't see that coming." I agree yeah. with that. I agree. I think there'll be a lot of fun, man. I really do. Uh, with those two, with Green Smith, uh, Tari Eason being there, who I got to cover for a year at Cincinnati before he went to LSU uh, for his last year of his, of his college career. They got in the middle of the first, which I kind of was really interested in the Bulls getting him if they didn't get Malachi Branham. But I think Dale and Terry will be fine. Um, Tari Eason is a freak. He is really just crazy athletic, really good rebounder, uh, plays above the rim, um, and probably going to get a lot of minutes. And then, of course, everyone's favorite player on social media, Alperin Shangun, is on yeah. this team. Yeah. And I he's, love me some Alperin Shangun. Yeah, he's just twenty too, man. I mean, he is—he is, he is yeah. a young guy, so he's got a lot. It's this could be a very, very fun team right now. So I'm—I'm I'm looking forward to all of these. Um, the fact that Jabari Smith ended up falling um, to to the Rockets—they—I mean, that was a huge win. I mean, they didn't have to make the decision. I was going to say, what a consolation great. prize! What a consolation prize! Um, I think that. Uh, I don't know. I think him and green are going to be really, really fun to watch. This has and every once in a blue moon. You have this, you get like this collection of talent. That's just really fun. Like this has the potential to be like Zoe, Larry Johnson fun. Oh, I love like, that. Yeah. Like I, I think it, I think it has the potential to be like that. They have some just interesting pieces here. And I think, uh, I don't know. I think, you know, they're going to, there's, not going to be a whole lot of scorers on this team. So the guys that are going to be on here that are going to be the, the guys scoring the ball are, they're going to have some really padded stats this year. So it's going to be really fun to watch. Yeah, This is a team that I, I would like to see um, try to move Eric Gordon. I think they will. And, and like, just let the young guys have at it, you know, let, let the Josh Christophers and the and the Deshaun Tates like let them step in and just kind of see what they do. And you know, you guys are talking about Alfred, and you know, people will probably go look at his stats last year and not think much of it. Like, oh, he only averaged, you know, was it nine point five or nine point six points and five and a half rebounds? But like, he only averaged twenty minutes a game. You know, like you put that up to a per thirty six, and that's a whole different ball game. You know, he's double double. You know, and he can pass the ball well for being a big man. So, yeah, um, I definitely could see this team on any given night sneaking up on a Golden State Warriors or sneaking yeah, up dude. on a team that 
sneaking up on a team that's like a title contender and being like, hey, these young boys just took it to you all tonight. My like dream is they trade Eric Gordon, like you said, Josh. And they go, Ty Ty Washington point, Jalen Green's a two as like your just perfect cutter. Then you have Jay Shantae as your three, Jabari Smith as your four, and then Alperin Shangun as your five, with Tari Eason coming off the bench as your sixth man. And I'm watching that team every night. They're gonna lose a lot, but they're gonna be entertaining as hell. You said they're gonna lose having fun, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're gonna well, grow. You already heard um was it Jalen Green said they don't need to run offense, man. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> they probably will be faster than most teams they play, but it won't really do them any good in the win column. No. Yeah, they're fun, man. I'm excited for the Rockets. Fa- fast don't win it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm let- just tell that to the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> Too wow. soon, man. All right. Let's talk about the Dallas Mavericks, <laughs> who were just in the Western Conference Finals. Uh, obviously, Jalen Brunson moves on to the Knicks, uh, something we all saw coming, but somehow wasn't tampering. God, yeah. I mean, like, I feel like we were all uh, fortune tellers this offseason with that one. I don't, yeah. I, that was, that was literally the worst kept secret since Mello going to the Knicks. Like, that was Lonzo to the Bulls bad as far as like, that was another one that was, yeah. yeah. That was, that yeah. one was really bad. Yeah. So Spencer Dinwiddie steps up into this role. Um, this is a team that had another team that we I probably said this more than I should as far as teams because uh, someone had to have a bad offseason in the West. But look, I I liked what they did. You know, they bring in JaVale McGee uh, to be the backup center. You know, they get Christian Wood on this team who, you know, from Houston. Uh, Dinwiddie steps in, you know, still got Davis Bertans who, you know, is whatever. But Dorian Finney-Smith <laughs> is really good. Uh, Maxi Kleber. They have Josh Green. Uh, Theo Pinson's on this team? What the hell? And I would not be shocked if Jaden Hardy is a contributor to this team. I was really, you know, I really, really liked him a lot. Thought he had a really rough year with G League Ignite to the point he dropped to the second round. But I think he could end up being a kind of a contributor for this team. So the question is, can Spencer Dinwiddie replace Jalen Brunson's production in Dallas? Uh, no, but it doesn't mean he won't be good. <laughs> I like how it was just, no, no, there's no way he can do that. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm a little bit concerned about this team. Cause I mean, obviously you have what a top five NBA player in Luca here. What, what are we doing in Dallas right now? We, we let our second biggest scorer leave. He's gone. You have one of the best players in the NBA. What What is the game plan for this team besides really try to overachieve this year? This is not a team that's going to win the NBA title this year. They're not. What? Really? Yeah, they're not going to do that. So um, I just – there are teams like this that just squander talent, and I just feel like they did not do enough this offseason to get better. And – like the West automatically got better just by people coming back from injuries over in Denver right now, or the Timberwolves, you know, getting Rudy Gobert. Like there's just the, the, the team we're going to talk about next getting guys back from injury. How far yeah, did so, Dallas make it last year in the playoffs? Western conference finals. They did. You they know did. why they made it that far? Jalen Brunson had 40 in a game against the Suns. 
Well, they made it that far because they got one man on their roster, and apparently, as we as we've seen over the last two years in the playoffs, is that he can he can wreck an entire basketball game by himself. Yeah, but he but why a not sixty six win team? But but why not why not put a team around him to help him out? Because he's not going he. He's not going to be able to do that his whole career, you know. I mean, he's. It's it. I don't know. I just feel like they're not. They're not putting enough around him. He's on the LeBron. He's on the he's LeBron. Gonna, I was going to say he's on the LeBron and Jordan plan. Yeah. Are, okay. Are you saying he's going to be taking his talents to South Beach at some point? No, I'm saying that just like be fun. Um, <laughs> just like how Jordan and LeBron was in the beginning of their careers, like they just they didn't have a lot of help. Right? It is not. Yeah. Yeah. They started building a team around him. LeBron, I think before the team got built, he decided to leave and he built his own team. And then they both won. I think Luca's gonna have to do one of those two things where he either he gets a team built around him or he's going to have to leave to have a team put around him so that he can win a championship. Whichever I way do that goes. Like, I like the offense with Jason Kidd. Um, running the PNR where, you know, Christian Woods is the pick for Luca, and you've got Dinwiddie on the corner and you got DFS on the wing. I think that's pretty decent. I mean, they're going to be a playoff team for sure, but you know, what is it after the playoffs? Like how, what, what clicks for them? And so it's going to be interesting. Well, is this a, is this a Carmelo Anthony they, suitor to come off the bench? Can they get uh, Hardaway Jr. back, you know, at some point this year? Yeah. I just had the Carmelo Anthony thought pop in my head. Kind of like it. Kind of like him just standing in the corner for Dallas in the playoffs hitting threes. I feel like Jason Kidd's going to suit up and try to play for Dallas one more time. (laughs) (laughs) Jamal Mashburn's going to come back. Oh, that'd be fun. Old crew back. Good Jimmy Jackson. (laughs) Tony Braxton will not be allowed at the American Airlines Arena. Let's just go ahead and get that out of the way. Does anyone even remember that joke? Vaguely. Okay. Just making sure. Um, let's talk about New Orleans. Talking about teams who by the had their ceiling raised just by getting guys back. Uh, how about getting Zion Williamson back? You know, that's Huge. better than free agent signings, right? And he, and he looks amazing. He oh lost all that weight. He looks like he's in good. He looks like he 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 actually worked out this summer. Like last, I'm, all I, I can, I'm not. All I can think of when I saw him was the Incredible Hulk. Dude. Yeah. He's gonna he's gonna take the title off Roman Reigns. He's huge. Yeah, he's never looked that good ever. And I saw people Broke. questioning like all, the amount of weight that he lost. Like, is he gonna be able to handle you know the constant beating that he's gonna take day in day out? I was like, um, he's still big. <laughs> like he's still <laughs> yeah, like, he's still probably pushing two seventy. Like it's not like it's not like he went down to like this two twenty where he's like thin as a rail like. I don't think these guys are really looking at him and looking at his physique and like looking how jacked he is right now. My dude got a chef and now it's over for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's wild, man. Um so obviously this team made a big splash of the deadline last year getting McCollum, who you know really played a lot of point guard for them. But my biggest question for them is, you know, Zion certainly raises their ceiling. I mean, this is a team that was 10 games under 500 last year and still won the play-in. So, you know, yeah. give them give them props for making the playoffs. And obviously having him back, you know, 
means they get to kind of do this a little more. But, dude, like, CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram, and Zion Williamson. That's a freaking lot of fun. You can run your point Zion again if you want to. Uh, I don't really know what to expect from Devontae Graham. I hope he's healthy because that's, you know, they're going to need him. But, you know, hopefully Kira Lewis Jr. gets back soon. But Dyson Daniels is another kid I freaking love out of Australia that they got in the draft this year in the top 10 uh, with a Lakers pick. But, you know, Herb Jones was a guy who kind of came on the scene last year. Love me some Herb. You guys know I got to mention my guy Najee Marshall coming off the bench for them. And, of course, everyone's favorite, Jose Alvarado. So I think they'll be right back to where they were defensively uh, and better offensively. So I can't wait to see what this team does. So they're starting five. If, if if they run their starting five the way I think it's going to happen, they're going to have to put Zion at the point because I feel like he has more of an understanding of how to run an offense than, let's say, a C.J. McCollum. Or, mm-hmm. I mean, C.J. wants to shoot. Brandon Ingram wants to ISO and get in the post, and he wants to post guys up, and he wants to shoot. Um, I don't really know how much offense you're going to get Herbert Jones. Uh, you know what you're going to get from Jonas. So, that that's starting five. If they can figure out how to distribute the ball with that five, that's a tough out at any given night. Like, I, I don't see them not being competitive in any single game. I'm excited for New Orleans. Yeah. Same. That's tough. And maybe they'll make a move or two in season. Um, maybe they'll say, hey, we need – Get up, or like somebody that can come in, or did they have Larry Nance Jr. Right? He just signed an extension too. I think Josh is frozen from his hotel Wi-Fi. So yeah, I mean, can you hear me? (laughs) Did we lost you for a second? There you are. I feel like I'm good. Oh, all right. Yeah, um, I feel like Jose Alvarado is going to get punched in the face at some point. Could see it. Um, with as pesky as he is on defense, but this team, this team is this team has built themselves to not be in the play-in. Put it that yes. way. I agree with that. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I'm very excited. And the last team in this division, I accidentally had it up when we were switching, but uh, we'll just go for it. Uh, does John Morant make an MVP run this year in Memphis? Just no. shaking your head no. Because he no. can't stay healthy. He's another one that can't stay healthy. I think he plays he plays so hard and reckless that his body can't handle it. And I think at some point he's going to have an injury that puts him out enough games that he either doesn't qualify or it's going to hurt his stats. I will say I very much love that he learned to land on two feet when he comes down from the rim. That was very reassuring. Um, but yeah, I agree. Um, I'm very nervous about the way he takes damage. It's very Derek Rose-esque. It's very Penny Hardaway-esque. Very. Uh, with how he attacks the paint, which is beautiful to watch. But, you know, at some point, Taylor Jenkins got to tell him to calm down. Will he listen? Yeah. Probably not. But yeah, I think it's just kind of like a tough thing for him to just not put his head down and get to the rim. And 
especially this team's without Jaron Jackson Jr. for a little while to start the year, but they do have guys around him. I, I think he'll play great. I think he'll be awesome. Uh, but how many games does he play? And I, so I agree with Josh there. I think that's what's going to be taking out the MVP candidacy. So he, yeah. he went 20, 27, seven and 27, six and seven last year was basically his averages. That's very Allen Iverson esque. Um, that's LeBron James esque. That is yeah. LeBron James esque. Yeah. I'm just thinking of a little guy that, you know, that people ought to compare him to. Like, we did that first. Uh, 57 that games is what he played out of 82. So he's going to have to play 65-ish, you know, plus games to be able to qualify. And can he make a jump from those numbers, or is that where he is consistently going to be at every year? 27, you know, 6 and 7, which are solid numbers, but is that going to get him an MVP? Yeah, I don't know. I already picked my MVP, so he was not it. But I will be very happy if he does win it. I will say that. He's the most fun player to watch in the league, probably. You know, him and Steph Curry are probably the two most fun guys for me to watch on a day on a night to night basis. I have not picked my MVP, but I know we're gonna talk about those um in a different episode. So I'll just keep mine to myself until then. Thank you, Josh. I appreciate you. All right, so we're after our last division. Uh, we got the Pacific here, and uh, we got to start with the Sacramento Kings here because there's That's a lot of you, excitement. <laughs> a lot of excitement this year in Sacramento. Uh, the Kings, who got Keegan Murray, just somehow dropped them in this draft because, wow, that's awesome. Uh, they signed Malik Monk. You know, last year they get Debata Sabonis. De'Aaron Fox was super good. I think I talked about this a couple weeks ago. The second half of the year, De'Aaron Fox was awesome. Like they, him and Sabonis were really, really good together. Um, they have a coach who knows what he's doing, so that's that's obviously nice uh, with this team. So you know, just was on an NBA championship staff for a few years, but I like this team. I'm not going to act like I don't. I think they make a run to play in. I, I think they're that. I think they're going to be that good. Yeah, I I think this team's going to be a lot of fun to watch this year. Um, you know. Year after year, the Kings, you know, they never make it to the playoffs. I mean, they haven't been in the playoffs since 2006, which is just – that's got to be probably, what, the, the longest drought right now? It's the longest drought in professional sports as of Friday because the Seattle Mariners broke theirs and got in the playoffs. Okay. Oh, wow. Man, look at you, Tim, with all the stats. That was good. Um, yeah, I, I, like, uh, I like them getting Keegan Murray. I think that's going to be a lot of fun getting Sabonis last year, De'Aaron Fox. They got a lot of point guards here though. Davion Mitchell is here. Um, <laughs> like uh, they brought in Kevin Herter, which I do like. I think he's a Love really it. decent. Yeah. He's a great shooter. He's going to, I think he's going to fit this team like a glove. Um, and, and still having Harrison Barnes kind of as the elder statesman here. They, uh, they have a nice team here. I'm, I'm excited to see what this, I mean, out of like a top six, you know, the top six players, though, it gets kind of dicey. But um, this could be a really fun team. And I agree with you, Tim. I think they, they definitely make a run at the play-in. You don't like Matthew Della Dova, man? <laughs> I no. don't know if he makes the roster. 
<laughs> He's like, you don't like Matthew Deladova, man. <laughs> I agree with you. I I've been waiting for for De'Aaron Fox to have some type of talent put around him that fits his game because a healthy De'Aaron Fox. I think we understand more than than probably most people do because we saw him at Kentucky. And yeah. this dude is like the flash with a basketball. Like it, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Flash um, The There you go. Very, very John Wall-esque when John Wall was not hurt. Maybe faster. Um, and he's very crafty, man. Very, very crafty. Um, which really the Kings, I mean, I know that I know they made the deals with the guys that they got rid of, which I think we were a little shocked about it, but I mean, I guess that's kind of a compliment to him that they kept him on the roster and got rid of everybody else. Yeah. So all I'm saying is look at the Aaron Fox numbers post All-Star break last year and you will go, holy crap. Wow. Yeah. But I've, I've, I've been on record multiple times on podcast talking about how great I think Domitasa bonus is. Um, I actually think that he doesn't get credit for what he does day in, day out. I thought he got snubbed all-star. Um, I I mean, he, he does so much. I mean, there's games where you'll look up and he's got 30 rebounds, man. I mean, it's just nuts sometimes. And, you know, he's not super big, um, you know, based off of him actually playing center. I, mean, I think they list him at 6'11". I don't really think he's 6'11". Um, he looks a little smaller than that. But um, he can do it all. He's he's a He's a faster <laughs> – He's the faster, more skilled version of his dad. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm excited to see how this goes. Um, Phoenix here. So this is, we're down to our last few teams. And this was a funny question. So I had to make sure we got it in. It was, uh, does the Monty Williams, the Andre and awkwardness become a distraction for this team? So let's just kind of go through this real quick in case anyone's like, what are you guys talking about? Uh, it was, it's been reported that DeAndre Ayton and Monty Williams still have not spoken since game seven of the Washington Conference semis when DeAndre Ayton was benched and Monty Williams said it was uh, a game, it was a strategic decision, even though they were down like 100,000 points. Um, DeAndre Ayton signs an offer sheet with the, with the uh, Indiana Pacers. Talk about weird, awkward for Miles Turner. And... So then gets told that the Suns are going to match it, even though he was pissed off at the world about everything that happened. And now he cannot be traded until January 15th of this season. Yep. And he cannot be traded to the Pacers at all. Yeah. Which is the stupidest, stupidest rule I've ever heard in my life. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. He also, yeah, so he How can't be traded to the Pacers this year. I don't know, but whoever made that rule is stupid. That's like, a dumb. That's a really dumb rule. Yeah, it's like it shouldn't pen. They shouldn't penalize the team that threw the offer at him. Like it's just dumb. Right. The Pacers were just trying to get their rebuild to go a little quicker. That's all they were trying to do. Like yeah, and it was going to be really exciting for a minute in in, in that's Indiana. That's what I'm saying. Like how does how does that how do you penalize a team that that put an offer out to a guy who technically is a is a free agent, but I get the restricted piece where you can. You know, you get to yeah. match the deal. So you're going to say, so is every team not going to be like, I don't want to risk putting a, a deal out there because if you, if someone else does it, 
and you don't match or you do match, then all of a sudden, like in the season, I can't trade for you. Like I have to, I'm just stuck at this point. Like we really wanted you. We couldn't get you, but we can technically get you, but we can't get you. Yeah, I agree. It's very dumb. I will say, I think DeAndre Eaton finishes this season with Phoenix. I don't think he finishes that contract with Phoenix. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. I think that's like the best way I can put it for this team. What a weird, weird, weird situation. Also, shout out the Suns for their classic jersey this year. Very excited to see the classic Charles Barkley era jersey back. Yes. Super stoked for that. Yeah. When those shorts hit the internet, I will grab them. Um, So... Tim yeah. grabbing shorts. That's right. All right. Three teams left. Go ahead, Josh. Oh, nothing. I was just going to say for Phoenix, they can get past the awkwardness. I mean, this is still a championship contender. <laughs> Their yeah, they're still pretty awesome. Not really changed that much. Yeah. Still very good. The Clippers, who everyone is talking about ending the reign of the warriors and no one can stand a chance against them. People are picking them to win the championship and on paper, I totally get it. Um, I think we're overlooking the fact that this is uh, the Clippers, but I totally get it. The Bengals made the Super Bowl last year, right? You know, anything's possible in the universe. Um, So they do get, they get Kawhi Leonard and Paul George collectively could not even play an entire season. I don't think so. 40 games each for <laughs> for Paul George and Quarter. I mean, and John Wall, like we're talking about here. So Yeah, yeah. It, this is the thing. It's a lot of people seem to be like, you know, John Wall really opens the door for this team. John Wall is like this, and I'm like, did we forget that John Wall sucked that year he played for the Rockets? Like, he wasn't good. And I know it's the Rockets, and they had a lot of drama with James Harden, and it was the COVID, like the – first year back from COVID and all this stuff that we can throw, but he wasn't good. And I know people were like, well, he was like 20 and seven. Yeah. But he was shooting 40% from the floor. He was shooting 30%. Like I think worse than 30% from three. Um, He was bad. So this whole thing, hypothetically, 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 this team is healthy. Hypothetically, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George play 70 games each. And John Wall makes it through the season. Yeah. This what team will be though? the number one seed. In, I would say this team will be the number one seed in the West. But what John they Wall, won't, that's my point. They won't because of how they're going to load manage because we see it happen every single year. They're going to set Kawhi. They're going to set Paul George. But come playoff time, if this team is healthy, they are giving Golden State every bit of a run for their money. What about John Wall makes you feel confident that they're going to like be competitive? I'm talking like, even like without this. John Wall. With without John Wall, this team gives Golden State a run for their money. Okay, that's fair. I, I think their role players are tremendous. I, you know, man, Amir Coffee, all those guys do you know do what you want from a team. I mean, they were making runs. They were making runs without Kawhi Leonard and without Paul George, and they were yeah they were competitive in the playoffs. They have Ty Lue who if people don't watch, this guy is an absolutely beast as a coach. Yeah, he's he the learns best how to, he pushes the in-game right adjustment. Yeah, in-game adjustments, he's tremendous. Um, but You know, Norman Powell's no, awesome. All, 
It all comes down to health. I think Robert Covington actually is like comfortable with a team for once since he wasn't traded like for the 17th <laughs> time in six years. So good for him. I hope he actually got a nice house in LA. He can stay in. Um, yeah, I, mean, this team I think is they need legit, another center. This team is legit 11 to 12 deep. I think they need another center. Who's their center? Zubach. Zubach. In the Ooh. playoff, he's going to be picked apart. So they 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 got to get someone to take those minutes. Man, imagine if they had Javel McGee. Imagine. <laughs> right? Just a, a guy that they could just throw in there. I don't know. I I don't I don't like the health of this team at all. So I don't trust any of it. I mean, I agree with you, Josh. Like, if they're if they're healthy, this is a heck of a team. But you know, I'm I'm not super convinced on their depth. I'm not super convinced on on any of the health of those three guys. I just they're all getting up there, and you know, I don't know. Can we this also just make mention this is the Clippers? Window. This is. I agree with that. What were we gonna say, Tim? This is the Clippers. Let's just remember, <laughs> it's the Clippers. <laughs> Nothing good happens to the Clippers. Every time you see on paper that you're like, oh, man, Lob City, they're going to be awesome. They're not. Oh, man, 2020, that's the, that's the team that's going to make a run. At they're going to win the championship. Injuries. They didn't. Injuries. Yeah. In 2020, injuries. they were healthy. In 2020, when Kawhi tore his knee? No, 2021. That would have been last year. He didn't play last year. Last year was twenty twenty two. But he did it in the playoffs. He did it in one of the playoff games. And they yeah, after he did twenty twenty one playoffs. Is it twenty twenty one playoffs? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, if those two are healthy. They're awesome. They're but I don't I don't know how they beat Golden State if they're, you know, one man down. And I still have no idea what we're going to get from John Wall. No clue. All right, let's let's move on to the next team so that we can move on to the last team. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll be doing we'll be talking about them plenty. I think just for me, because everyone's like, you know, who's going to get traded? Who's going to be, you know, will this guy get traded? Will they finally make the move? What's this going to look like? Who's like this? This is now. I just think it's like I did a day for the Lakers. It's who the hell come the trade deadline is going to be? What's the roster look like? Um. You know, I don't. I think they have to look at this like roster ideally and be like, we don't win with this. Uh, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. You know, this is probably the ceiling is probably if LeBron and AD are just incredible, the sixth seed, and probably realistically they're probably a, a play-in team. Uh, you know, it came out this week that the deal almost happened where Westbrook went to the Pacers with the two, with the two picks for Heald and Turner, which Heald next to Anthony Davis makes so much sense. So much yeah. sense. That team would be um, absolutely it, scary with Miles Turner and Buddy Hield on it. Wouldn't it? Oh my god, oh that'd be Lord. so fun. Yeah, Kendrick Nunn looks like really good in, in Lakers training camp. Uh, shockingly good for missing a year, um, but also a guy. Going back to what I said about John Wall, it's only fair that I say like we don't know what we're getting for him either. Um, I, I like some of the signings they made. You know, I like Juan Toscano Anderson. 
I like what they did at the center position with uh, Thomas Bryant and Damian Jones, but I have no idea what this roster looks like come, you know, February. So, yeah, you know, that's a big decision. Like, do they make, I don't know if they have the ignition to make a, like a, the firepower to make a blockbuster trade with Westbrook because no one wants them, you know, 47 million, even on expiring. It's got to be like something like if Chicago's like out of the running and Lonzo ball can't come back. Like, you know what I mean? It's got to be something like that. So what if he, what if he ends up becoming a, a coincidental piece that goes back to OKC? Sign me up. To, for OKC to get draft picks. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, anything's possible for Oklahoma City to get draft picks. Um, yeah, why not? You know? I, don't, I mean, that's the saying, but. Yeah, I think for me, it just kind of depends on what do they look like in, you know, a few months. Um, I, you know, I can't see situations like where Max Christie is getting minutes. Um, not really stoked about him by any means. But, you know, the Lakers well, trade in the second round to grab him. For me, the Lakers have to fix it. They have to fix it from the top and they have to find out who's actually running the team. Yeah. And once they figure that out, then I think they can make moves to make the team better. But it sounds like there's like six GMs that have their hand in the decisions that get made with the Lakers. Um, yeah. And then LeBron might have his hand in there as well, too. So I, I don't know, man. It just makes it really hard to try to figure out what direction a team's going to go when there's so many voices. Here's what I'll say about it, though. You know, it's the Lakers, so their fans will absolutely hate that I'm going to say this. 23-24 season, after LeBron and AD, they got a lot of money. So if they can just like sit tight, you're going into there with $35 million free. You already knew Kyrie Irving wanted to go there. Uh, I mentioned earlier D'Angelo Russell's a free agent this coming off season. It might be a wait-and-see year. It might just be like a, we figure it out next season, we just kind of play through this year kind of thing. They signed LeBron to an extension, so he's committed to be there for another couple of years. You know, that might be what it ends up being. This is definitely a wait and see year with the Lakers. Definitely a wait and see. Um, big wait and see is can Anthony Davis just stay healthy? I, I think that's going to be the the biggest the biggest telltale sign of this this team. But I don't know, man. I feel like can we can we make an all NBA? What if they could stay healthy team? Oh, dude, yeah, that's an episode. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Anthony Davis is at my very top. Went on with that, but you know, I, I will say this: I, I really kind of feel like Kyrie is going to somehow end up on the Lakers by the end of the year. Like, I just, I can feel it in my bones. Like, I, I don't know what it is. It's just, it just seems. Anytime LeBron really wants something, he usually ends up getting it. And yeah. Yeah. The NBA is the ultimate where there's smoke, there's fire league, and there was so yep. much smoke this offseason. Yeah, on but that. unfortunately, I feel like the Nets have so much pull in that in that deal that the Lakers are going to have to figure out a way to give up so much to get Kyrie. Don't worry, something's going to fall apart in Brooklyn. Someone's going to lose their mind at some point. Like Edmund Sumner and TJ Warren will end up starting games for the Nets this year because someone's going to be pissed off. It's just it is what it is. <laughs> that is true shout, shout out Edmund Sumner super stoked you're back in the league my man 
All right, finally, like Josh said, we're to our last team, the defending NBA champions, the Golden State Warriors. And this is a team at a total crossroads. We know they're going to be good. We know how awesome they're going to be. Uh, but they got a lot of young dudes who are they're take, bringing up through the system. Uh, you look at how they've drafted the past few years, guys like James Wiseman, Moses Moody, Jonathan Kuminga, Patrick Baldwin Jr., Ryan Harris, who was a freaking sneaky snag in the second round. Kid's nice from Toledo. Um, and, you know, while we say that, Clay Thompson struggled to get his legs back underneath him last year. What does he look like? Uh, Andrew Wiggins going into his final year on his contract. Draymond Green going to his final year on his contract. So, is this the year the Warriors start their youth movement? Or as Josh tried to put it, is this their rendition of the last dance? I think uh, I think this year, here's the thing. With Draymond coming up, and I know this has been talked about quite a bit, but with Draymond coming up, Draymond is still going to want a huge payday. You know, the, the thank you for your service payday. Mm-hmm. And... And he deserves it. He's He's been phenomenal. But he is worth more to the Golden State Warriors organization than any other team in the league. He's not worth what he is worth on that on that team to anyone else. So um, so they're going to be at a crossroads with that. Uh, Wiggins um, was phenomenal last year in the playoffs. He was so good. He was so, so good. And he fit this team like a glove. He was so great. Jordan Poole had a phenomenal year. Um, if Clay does end up, you know, because I mean, they're going to have to make some tough ass decisions in the next year with this team. Yeah. Some really tough decisions. So you are going to see some times this year where you're going to be seeing some young guys get burned, um, you know, see what they got. You know, obviously this could be a last dance scenario for this team and it, you know, I, I feel like a happy last has, dance, a like happy a very, one. like a very, very happy last dance. Um, if they stay healthy. Um, and you know, I think, you know, I think clay, um, might, I mean, he didn't really look like himself after he came back last year, but with the summer being off and everything, two I think years of not playing. Yeah. Two years not playing. I mean, yeah, you got to shake off some rust and he wasn't the same player, but let's see what happens this year. You know, he might come out and, you know, uh, you know, if he can be three fourths of what he was originally, that's cool. They can oh. deal with that because you, because you have pool now. You have you have other options. You have Andrew Wiggins right now. You know, and you know, God, some of these young guys. You want to see him get out there on the floor. You want to see Kaminga out there. You want to see Moody, and we really, really want to see James Wiseman be the player that he's supposed to be because they've they've spent some really high draft picks on these guys. So you know, you know, it's a crossroads season, man. So, I think first and foremost, who doesn't get enough credit in all this is Steve Kerr. Yep. Um, I'll give Steve all the credit. There's a lot of people out there that thinks that Mark Jackson built this team and that Steve Kerr just stepped in and they won a championship. And they're like, you know, that should have been Mark Jackson's team. But I don't think it is. I think that what a lot of people don't realize is that Steve Kerr was the one that inserted Draymond Green into that position that he's in and said, hey, we're going to run the offense through you. We're going to take the ball out of these guys' hands because they're such great shooters, and we're going to move them around, and we're going to get them in spots where they can get open and do what they do best. And then he took 
all the other pieces that they needed and said, I'm going to get guys who are going to do this. I feel like the system's a little different, but they built that team very similar to how the Bulls built the team around Jordan. They knew Jordan was an elite scorer and an elite defender, and they built around Jordan to give him everything that he needed that he couldn't do on the floor by himself. And I feel like they did the exact same thing with Clay and Steph because they were such great shooters. Um, and now you look at the team that they got now. Jordan Poole could probably be every bit as good as a shooter as Steph and Clay if he could just be consistent because he knocks down some big shots at like the craziest times. Shots that I would never expect him to knock down. Um, you see the athleticism from Kaminga. You... You see um, Andre Wiggins, who found his niche and his role with that team, and he did it so well. Um, I just look at this team, and I think they're going to be the Dante uh, DiFincenzo. Um, they're, they're primed to win another championship. Like Again, the only way I feel like this team gets derailed is if they have a, a major injury with somebody in their core that causes them to miss the playoffs. Because what yeah. I saw last year in Boston – um, you give that team Wiseman and you get Moody and Kaminga another year of development in that system. And like I said, you bring in some tough-nosed guys like Dante. Um, you still got Kavon Looney, who does so much for that team that people don't even realize. Like, they are – I think they are like the epitome of like what you would want a team to be when it comes to playing basketball. They're so unselfish. Yeah. They're selfish, but not selfish at the same time. It's like super weird. And Steph Curry is probably my favorite player in the league right now, just based off of like that petty, like I don't give up attitude that he developed like towards the end of the season. And then how he started like trolling people in the playoffs. Like we haven't seen that from him before. And now it's just like, I love the fact that he's doing it because he's kind of like, you guys hated on me. Here I am. What are you going to do now? Yeah. Love it. Absolutely love it. Also kind of stoked he's getting me in the PGA game. Yeah. That was pretty Warriors neat. Warriors six. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I feel like it's a Warriors Bucks finals. Oh, I also feel like that they don't care about paying the luxury tax. So they, don't they care, care about winning all. championships. So they might sign everybody back. <laughs> well they've, they've said that they're like if we think we have a championship contender we're just going to keep putting putting it out there and well, they go ahead i'm sorry you're probably gonna you go ahead because you're probably gonna go the route i was talking gonna say no no go ahead go ahead go ahead oh i was just gonna say that they they talked about how they get penalized for drafting their team and then these guys get developed and then when they yeah. have to pay them you know the luxury tax comes in where they can't afford to pay them and they were like we should be able to pay our guys and keep them I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe basketball so, I mean, should move to a baseball way of playing. Yeah. I right. like that. Well, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of teams that are just super jealous too of what of what the Warriors oh, are yeah. able to do. You know, and it's like they have they I mean, there has been some luck that's come their way. And they've also developed talent and putting Steve Kerr, who I think I'm I'm gonna be honest with you, I think he's probably one of the greatest coaches of all time now with what he has has done to change the league and i'm not just throwing you know saying oh you know it was all steph curry or you know it was mark jackson or whatever but 
he's really developed this team and he's given them the confidence, you know, to, you know, a guy who built his whole career on shooting threes. He's built a whole team. He's, he's him and Steph together. I feel like have changed the way basketball is played. And I don't think Steve Kerr gets, I don't think he gets enough credit for it, but he's, I'm, I'm always going to give him credit for it. He's amazing. No. And, and with that being said, Sean, I'm actually glad he's now team USA as well. Me yes. too. Same. That means we get Steph in the Olympics. Hopefully. That might be hopefully. some fun basketball to watch. Australia's going to have to wait another few years before they take us over. Because <laughs> <laughs> everyone's going to want to play for Steve Kerr. Everyone. Yep. Why wouldn't Give me you? Zach Levine in the Olympics again. Yeah. Do that again. Hey, like Zach balled out in the Olympics, man. Dude, he was awesome. He, did. he was so he good. Did. Yeah. I'm I'm stoked for the I'm stoked for USA basketball. So excited. All right. So that's our Western Conference Roundup. Uh let's do what's coming up with the last two weeks for the season starts. Uh next week, uh, we will be doing our award discussions, who we think will be winning MVP, all that fun stuff. And the week after that, we'll do our annual fantasy basketball draft episode. Will everyone keep up with their rosters after the draft? Probably not, but we're gonna <laughs> have a fun episode anyway. Uh there we so go. We, I'm already stoked about my team. Your team is. Yeah, for sure. I'm pretty jealous. Uh, But thank you all for tuning in. Uh, Please go to 48minutesbasketballnetwork.merchmake.com to check out some of our merchandise and get some stuff to support the brand. Give us us that solid five-star review on your podcast subscriber show of choice. On behalf of Ben, Josh, and Sean, have a good night, and we will see you all soon.